Welcome to week three of Clit Talk Summer School. By now you get the gist of all of this. So today is the day where we prove that Katie is truly not monogamous. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why we're here. Just kidding. <laughs> we we are going to be talking about, though, ways to know if you are non-monogamous. Some subtle signs that this relationship style could, in fact, be for you. And we're going to shoot the shit today to go through some of these seven ways to know if you're non-monogamous. And this is where we will let Katie and Lindsay both weigh in where they fall on each one of these. So I hope you are fucking ready for this. Oh my God. I've got my kombucha ready. I wish it was wine. (laughs) I love it. I loved your video. I literally laughed, I think, four times out loud. It was amazing. I will say, I, this whole we're all a little non-monogamous. I don't know about this. <laughs> I heard the seven points, Katie, and you kind of are a few of those things. I I would love to hear your opinion on why you think I am, because I heard all seven things, and I was laughing so hard because how not I am. Okay, so ca- I think that it this, was so clear to me. This intro needs to be not. why Katie's not, and I'm going to counter-argument Court is in session. Let's go. Oh my god! All right, we're gonna go through these one by one. I was like, oh, I'm very non non monogamous. (laughs) I mean, the first one is you. The first one that we point out of how to know if you're non monogamous is you love love and you love loving people. And I must say, Katie, like I do. Are you trying to say you don't love people? I don't. You don't like, love that, that people? Was I you don't love I love, love the people who are in my life. Like, you guys experience my love for you because I love you. But generally, no. Like, I don't. I'm not crazy mm, No, nope, No, you just said you love us. I'm sorry. Katie's monogamous versus Katie's not monogamous. One to zero. Let's move to point what? two. <laughs> <laughs> she said relationships are your hobbies. You guys are like the only two people I actually... <laughs> yes, and the two people you spend most of your time with are Dabble and Polly. What does that say about you, Miss Roberts? <laughs> I mean, I don't go to your parties. You do go to our parties. Not your poly parties. I don't have poly parties. You used to. No. I've had like one. Madison has poly parties. But still, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. In, in the uh, judge, judge, what is judge rule? Katie's. I feel Katie. like our Twitterati should be judging this. <laughs> <laughs> our Twitterati is like, fuck you too. Judge rules. Katie might be monogamous. One to zero. Moving on to point two. Let's go. I feel like this is the perfect opportunity. Are we giving away all seven things? No. Like, no, we're going to, no. if you want all seven, you need to go to the our YouTube channel and watch this kick-ass and video. And after you've audio. listened to it, please DM us and please let me and Sugar know that you agree with us that Katie is indeed not monogamous. Come on, Clitorati. You know, I always got your back. I like love our Clitorati and I love, I don't know. I don't like love all people. I know. Clitorati, how does it make you feel? Katie only loves you. I like love our Clitorati. (laughs) It should make them feel really good. Katie Katie hates most people, but she loves you. I really do. Like anyone who listens to this show is like a badass. It's true. That's true. Anyone who listens to the show is is a badass. Okay. Um. But so let's let's dig into the video a little bit. It was amazing. Um, and <laughs> this is our behind the scenes banter because that's what the podcast is. It's basically us just circle jerking off. No, just kidding. Um, 
in communication. communication. So I, you know, this was interesting for me because I feel like of the three of us, I really am the one that sort of toes the line. Like, am I non-monogamous or not? I've had non-monogamous experiences. I would say lately I am mostly monogamous. Um, and I think I was like fifth, it, which makes sense because as you were going through the seven points, I was like 50, 50. Some of them I was like, mm. hell no. <laughs> which ones were the one, which ones were you the sharing? ones uh, that you were, you love no, sharing? No, I don't. Okay. You like to share? No, I don't. Oh, you don't love no, sharing? I don't want to share my partner. That is like the thing that skeeves oh. me out the most. I, it's, <laughs> I'm like, I, you know, it's just, it has to be perfect circumstances. Like it doesn't come naturally to me. I understand, and I've had magical experiences inside of threesomes and things like that, but it's not a natural thing for me. It's not. It's something I have to work through every time. Mm. Right, right. And something is such a good word. Skew, skews. It totally is. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Go ahead, Madison. Sorry I interrupted you. I really love when you interrupt me. You do? I do. I almost made a social media clip of you interrupting me just because I was like, but then I realized that's not relatable and only I think this is funny. Just, <laughs> so just I, a bunch of edits of her interrupting you. Yeah. And me oh just like God, jerking just like off mortified. in the corner to it. Like, oh yeah, she interrupted me. <laughs> oh my God. As long as you clarified oh. it in the caption. Okay. I'm getting covered in chills. So like my pussy's all about Okay. So any, any, right anything now. else you want our clitorati to know or that we want to share about the subject before we jump into your incredible. Um, yeah. And so this like today, today's uh, Clit Talk Summer School is really about this distinction in our program called the full body fuck. Mm. Yeah. So I want to bring that in and I want to just point that out in this conversation we're having. Uh, something that I talk about in the video is um, one of the ways to know if you're not uh, non-monogamous is like you don't really get jealous from any thought of your partner being with somebody else. But I also go to point out that just because you get jealous doesn't mean you're not non-monogamous. Right. And for me, what I have found is when I do feel jealous, it's actually because my cup isn't full and certain needs aren't met. So if I manage for those needs being met and my cup being full, it like eliminates the jealousy and then I'm like back in the mm. zone of like being non-monogamous. Um, so big it's a big conversation and when people talk to me about non-monogamy is like, how do you not get jealous? And so uh, just because you get jealous doesn't mean you're you're not non-monogamous. It just means that you probably have to manage some foundational conversations to set yourself up to be a fuck yes to then, for example, Lindsay, like maybe want to share and maybe you just need like a list of 69 things to be on board with sharing your partner. Maybe. I mean, yeah. Right? And I think that um, something that that makes me think about is we talk a lot about fluidity on this show and I think non-monogamy can also be fluid, right? If, if you're in a healthy situation, I was in a situation not with my current partner, with a partner who basically demanded it and it was pretty traumatizing. Mm. But I think if you're in yeah. a, and I think that if you're in that situation, then no, don't do non-monogamy if someone is forcing you to do it. If you have a partner who is willing to be fluid in the conversation and I know couples that will be open at some points and not at other points. Like we have some friends who are getting married and they're very poly. And, you know, more recently they're like, you know, I really just want it to be us right now until the wedding. And like that feels really right for us. And that to me is like a healthy non-monogamous situation. I think that if someone is trying to fill a hole and forcing you to do it and there's no room for you to say fuck yes or fuck no, that's not a healthy non-monogamous situation, right? It's like my boyfriend honestly kind of desires it, but he's not forcing me. 
and he never will. Yeah. Yeah, that's so key. Like you're you're bringing up like a big, big uh, point when it comes to non-monogamy. Like the big biggest thing is being able to have conversations. So in the video, I actually go and talking about before you even do your first non-monogamous activity or get back into it, if you maybe have been monogamous and you took some time off and you're thinking about getting back into it, um, you... It doesn't need to, you don't need to have a precedent. So just because you were non-monogamous one way once doesn't mean this is the way that it is. I was recently consulting uh, a sex positive member of my community who was asking me about the idea of doing a sleepover, her first sleepover experience with somebody else and her partner doing his first sleepover experience with somebody else. And she just shared with me, I'm a little nervous because I don't want like... I, I'm willing to do it one time. And we talk about on the show, like trying anything once, right? Well, she was talking about, I, but I'm just still afraid. And I said, well, look, you don't, it doesn't need to be a precedent. Like, okay, just because you have this sleepover, that means that now you guys can just have sleepovers fucking whenever. You can say beforehand to your partner, hey, I'm willing to try this one time. And I want to make sure that you know that I know that we know that we all know. That this is not necessarily ever happening again. We will check in after. We will debrief about how that was for us. And then we can choose if we ever do want to do this again. So setting precedences in our relationship, rather than do that, it's better to have an encompassing agreement to have conversations about Mm. it. So actually spending time just just talking about it with your partner before actually taking action. Like if you and your partner know like, hey, okay, we want to have a threesome and we want to like invite someone into this to do a threesome with us spend all you can't talk enough about it there's no such thing as over communicating and in, in non actually we have if if anyone belongs to our patreon we have a patreon video <laughs> that talks about how to set up the perfect threesome and everything you yes, need to do which so is a great good. resource um okay. i and i have a question for you you're obviously the most experienced in this realm you know for anyone who's out there listening right now and is really wondering am I monogamous and they're afraid that their partner is a total fuck no and they feel trapped. I know you of all people understand that feeling. Like what would be your advice to them? Yeah. So I do want to debunk a myth inside of this that, that there, you one person can be non-monogamous while the other isn't and still have some type of open relationship. Hmm. And this is really good for people. Sometimes if that occurs, one person's an introvert and one person's an extrovert. And so what can be really great to do is the person who's extroverted, who knows that they are non-monogamous, is to create the opportunity that when you're going off on dates or fucking your friends like I like to do, that it's a great opportunity for your partner to have alone time. Hmm. So syncing up social schedules can be a really great way to like mitigate (laughs) feelings of jealousy because when you're occupied... Like, right? And so when me and my partner, we uh, oftentimes when we began, we would we would sync up dates. So like if I had a plan, he had a plan, which would really help us be able to allow our partner to have that separate experience. Now, just to directly answer your question, you know, what do you do if, you know, you are a non-monogamous and you know for sure your partner is nowhere, nowhere yeah. near up to it? I would get a, I would get a, I would therapy. therapy. Yeah. I would see a therapist, a professional, have those conversations with a goddamn professional yeah. and yeah, a sex therapist. And someone, and someone honest. who specializes in poly. <clears throat> 
Yeah, that's great too. That could I that could make the other person feel a little nervous, like, oh no, are they gonna try to like um turn me? You know? <laughs> so I, I was I would say like a, a polytherapist will have real specific insights into that. So if your partner is open to seeing a polytherapist without them feeling the expectation that they have to become mm-hmm. non monogamous mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. meeting with them, then I would recommend someone who has experience working within polydynamics. You know, it's, I think that's really great. And it's, I'm just kind of going back to something you said um, before. Mm -hmm. And I just, it, I just got hit with intuition. So my partner really needs a lot of alone time. And he's actually said this to me that if, when he's working long hours, if I want to go get a lover, I can. And I always just kind of like, he doesn't mean that. But my partner really, like compersion is really natural for him. And it's very hard. You know, one of our other pleasure parameters is worthiness. It's hard for me to be with that, that I literally have mm. that permission. It's almost scary. I'm just like, yeah, like you don't believe yeah, it. I don't believe it because I, because I would never give him the same permission. And I'm like, that's not fair. Like what, what's the so yeah. So it's like, it's like, what's that's not cat? fair. Like where does the whole fairness conversation come so, up in Polly? Cause I feel like that comes up for a lot of people too. We've been doing Clit Talk for a while now, over 200 episodes to date, and we have had an influx of new Clitorati, and we still have our consistent OG Clitorati tuning in every week. So we've created a free gift for you. It's called Clit Talk Cliff Notes, the no BS guide to self-pleasure and sexual intimacy. And we're really giving you our best highlight reel of sex tips. We have combined our top sex hacks to give you confidence, communication, orgasms, and the ability to take your pleasure game from zero to 100 real quick and blow any partner's mind in bed. Included in this banging free gift is two free audio trainings, self-pleasure is self-love, and our hottest sex tips. We also have unreleased episodes and a fan favorite from our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass, an erotic visualization, and a video on orgasmic breathing. Oh, yeah. Mm. So to get a little taste of what we do here, you definitely want to sign up for Clit Talk Cliff Notes. Just go to clittalkshow.com backslash guide because clitorati it is possible to have quantum leaps in your sex and empowerment with simple and impactful shifts pussy pussy it's gonna be a good one today yes i'm talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk talking about a clit talk clit talk clit talk come on girls and boys and everyone on the gender rainbow bring your pussies to the show This is like, I'm so obsessed with this question. I feel like we could have a whole separate episode just about okay. this. Uh, I will say, I do not believe in the philosophy of tit for tat. Mm. Just because one partner is comfortable with blah, blah, and blah does not mean the other person. So sometimes you'll notice you'll notice this, this conversation will exist. <clears throat> well, I let you fuck so-and-so, so I should be able to go fuck so-and-so. Right. If you find yourself in that conversation, stop. Just stop. Just put time out, time out. Because that's actually not what the conversation is about. It's not about, well, you did this, so I can do this. Okay. You have to understand that your part, and this is why there can be 
relationships, successful non-monogamous relationships where one person is actively acting on it and the other person isn't. So we doesn't need to be tit for tat. So when you're like, well, I don't know if I would let my partner do that. It is a good gauge for your own comfortability to ask that question. That's so mindful of you, Lindsay, Mm -hmm. to be like, well, would I feel comfortable with this? But just to give you a little bit of freedom around it, it's also okay if you're not. Because your partner is actually granting you the permission and space to explore something. Mm. And the cool thing is, is you get to be straight about how you're actually not okay with him doing that, but thank him and acknowledge him for that permission he gave you. So you don't need to feel any pressure to be like, so if I do this, I have to give you something in return. It's not like, I'm going to give you this. So give me that in return. The funny thing is, is I'm giving him something different in return because he wants alone time and I'm occupied (laughs) like a girlfriend or something. Exactly. he well exactly. he always says like go get a girlfriend like go get a like a girl not like a friend that's a girl like a girlfriend yeah some side some pussy. side pussy but um but recently he was like even if it's a guy if that's what it takes i was like wow you really need alone time i got the communication <laughs> oh my god you're like the you are a blessed woman <laughs> i'm not do, i'm not doing it i just I don't know. I can't wrap my brain yeah. around it. For me, that... Maybe after this conversation, you maybe. will. That's for another episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Stay tuned, Clitorati. Lindsay and her girlfriend and her boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay and her boyfriend. And, and the consensus is, uh, you know... That Katie is still still monogamous. Yes, please DM yeah. us, write us in, let us know your thoughts about Katie's status. <laughs> well, Katie, I do have one question because there is okay. there is um, one one point on this list of one of the ways to know if you're non monogamous. And I was actually when I created it, I was wondering, okay. I was wondering, I had you in mind. So mm-hmm. it's you, the the parameter is you crush on other people outside of your partner you've been married for 13 years i'm just like my hard line have you had even like a little crush or desire for someone other than ethan over the last 13 years so twice and it was while we were both out together and they were both uh women who were very uh but like it was more of a fantasy like i don't actually want to but like I see something and I like I feel it and then I like would say it to my husband and then there was nothing further than that that I was really interested in pursuing other than the fantasy and the conversation. I, and I will so you were I, I will say this there is a mindset shift, right? Because when I was purely in the world of monogamy, I didn't let myself go there. So I think that's sort of a caveat. I didn't let myself go there. I had to literally train myself and start giving my permission and leaning into, oh, I think this person's cute. Is this a crush? But when I was in the the paradigm of non or sorry of monogamy, I didn't even allow myself to go there. I don't want to. It's a choice. It's totally like, it's a choice. It's not that I'm not letting myself. It's like I don't really don't want to. Yeah. That's fine. And I can feel from you like this is it's not even that it's an edge. It is a fuck no. It is yeah. like the look on your face is absolute disgust. <laughs> All right. Maybe she is. Like, I'm honest. I'm honest that I have I have I had it and had, you well, know, two instances. I love that it was always was women. Like, Does that mean that 
maybe it was like very masculine women. So so Madison, very maybe masculine. maybe we're playing the wrong game. Yeah. Maybe it's not the is she monogamous now. Maybe it's the is she slightly bisexual game. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, oh I'm kinky. Goodness. I'm kinky. I think that's kinky. That, you know, like that's yeah. probably an edge of my kink. To be honest, would you ever like? Would you ever that. like make out with a girl? Um, all right, all right, all right. Why? Why? Oh my Why? god! It feels good. Yes. And it brings you pleasure, and that fantasy can become a reality. <laughs> and like maybe. Okay, for anyone listening who doesn't know us, we're just teasing, Katie. It's but we will also their favorite. We will also do. respect your true boundaries and your true fuck no and fuck yeses. Yeah, no, I'm definitely a fuck no, but like, <laughs> yeah, f- I, that's why I, I think that's why I love the desire versus fantasy conversation yeah, so much totally. because it is so permission giving that like I can ex- have a conversation and explore like the fantasy of it, but not really want to do it. And then I have like other desires of things that I really want. And those are things I actually want to do, like go to a dungeon. Oh, we're doing. I want to do it. We got to do a live episode for Dungeon. Okay, I'm emailing a Dungeon. We got to. Right we got to do it soon because yeah. Oh, wait. Will you go to a Dungeon pregnant, or do we have to wait till you? Get- yes. Oh. No, it's happening. Like. Oh, I'm like, sorry. That is kinky right. as fuck. We're going. We're mad. I know. <laughs> I got pregnant at a sex party last See, time. Like we want. You got pregnant at a sex party. To. We got to have you pregnant at, at a Dungeon because that is kinky as at, fuck. <laughs> I know. I want to wear like red tape outfit and like. Like this to, is like in your voice right now is the essence of what a full body yes. fuck yes sounds oh, like. Oh, I'm a full body fuck yes to that. Okay. Yeah, I can hear it. It's yeah. night and day from I like the have to figure out the logistics of like how this is going to happen because I want All to right. Do it. I, I okay, we got to make this happen, Madison. All right. All right. I'm All right. On it. And I and with it. that, I think that was a perfect example of what a full body fuck no and fuck yes is, <laughs> which is part yeah. of, which is part of Madison's video, which we're going to let you tune into now. And we hope you enjoy. Um, make sure you catch all of our Clit Talk Summer School episodes because they're really fun and we're providing you with some awesome tools and enjoy. Roses are red and violets are blue. Here are some ways to know if non-monogamy is for you. My name is Madison, and I'm also known as Sugar, and I'm one of the hosts of the top-rated sexuality podcast, Clit Talk. Before I started my sexual liberation journey, I was in a heterosexual monogamous marriage, and after having all the conversations with my partner, we actually turned our whole relationship style inside out, and I'm happy and grateful to report that we have been in an ethical, non-monogamous marriage ever since. So, it is possible that you may be in a similar situation I was in, or maybe you're single and you're considering non-monogamy with your next partner or partners. And I just want you to know that I have your back, and what I'm going to cover in this video is going to help you gain the clarity you need to proceed or not to proceed with non-monogamy. Welcome to Clit Talk Summer School, a month-long series that we are doing to help our listeners increase libidos, cultivate sexual confidence, and deepen intimacy in all relationships, including yourself, so that your sex and communication is on fucking fire this summer. Each week, we are going to give you a taste of our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass by sharing one of our favorite and most powerful distinctions, Pleasure Parameters. Each week, we will introduce you to a new pleasure parameter and share simple ways to have these powerful tools thrive in your life. So this week, our pleasure parameter is, drumroll please, 
the full body fuck yes. And inside of our program, we define the full body fuck yes as prioritizing your needs and practicing self-care without feeling guilty. So in this video, we're going to explore how relationship styles vary, just like the diversity amongst people on our planet. And monogamy is not the only way. It is certainly one way. But today, we're going to explore why you actually might not be as monogamous as you think and why non-monogamy might be for you. So let's talk about some fundamental truths. We're all a little non-monogamous. Okay, maybe that's not a fact. That's just my truth. (laughs) However, the book Sex at Dawn, How We Mate and Why We Stray, it is and what it means for modern relationships challenges the true sexual nature of humanity and evolution of human sexuality prior to the agricultural revolution. And Sex at Dawn, and Dan Savage said this, that Sex at Dawn is the single most important book about human sexuality since Alfred Kinsey unleashed sexual behavior in the human male on the American public in 1948. So this book is the shit. If you're considering non-monogamy, definitely at least listen to the audio of this book. So if you if you don't already know that you're non-monogamous, well, experience really is the greatest teacher for that. Sometimes you have to lean in and try something to know if it's for you. So a lot of this might seem conceptual, and I would say recommend actually going out and having a non-monogamous exploration to really know uh, where you're at with it. So if you want to thrive in a non-monogamous relationship, you need to become a master at prioritizing your needs and practicing self-care without feeling guilty. You need to master the full body fuck yes. You need to be able to listen to your body to determine your yeses and your noes. And what we're really looking for here when exploring is what we call this full body fuck yes. And we like to say if it's not a fuck yes, it's a no or at least a no for right now. So at the end of this video, I am going to share with you a very powerful tool that we use in our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass. It's a checklist, and it is meant to get your spidey sex senses spinning so you can begin to discover your full body fuck yes, fuck no's, or turn-ons that can be an edge. So that's a technical term. What is an edge? An edge is something that you may have wanted to try for a really long time, (laughs) and Maybe you never even thought about trying it, but it simultaneously makes you super turned on and excited while also perhaps a little cautious or nervous. And an edge is is that which when you do it, you are left in an expanded state, much like after a climax. So doing this checklist is an opportunity to tune into your body and listen to what your body has to say. All right, the moment you've been waiting for. I'm going to go through... Seven ways to know if you're non-monogamous. So number one, you love love and you love loving people. You know, for you, relationships are, are like a hobby and being affectionate towards others comes very easily to you. Number two, you crush on other people outside of your current partner or the person that you're dating. And this is one of the ways to know if you're non-monogamous because this really demonstrates your capacity for love. So if you are crushing on someone and you're in a relationship, don't write it off. 
it might actually mean that you are non-monogamous and you want to explore those feelings that come up with other people. All right, number three, you thoroughly enjoy communicating. You love talking about feelings. The thought of becoming an extraordinary communicator with your partner or partners sounds really fun and fascinating. And these are some signs that you might be non-monogamous because being non-monogamous requires a lot of communication and it can be overwhelming to some people. So if you're a talker and you love to talk about all the things, chances are you could be non-monogamous. Number four, You're in a relationship where one person is introverted, but the other person is extroverted. So we're big fans of Dr. Chef, and Dr. Chef talks about introverts in a really unique way and how if you're with someone who's an introvert, it actually could be a great uh, premise for a non-monogamous relationship because If someone does in the relationship does like a lot of alone time, then the person who is non-monogamous, when they have plans, the other person might be like, yay, I get to be alone and have me time. I've been really wanting this, right? So in order to decide if you fall in this category, um, one of the suggestions is to really hone in on your attitude towards spending time alone. So if you are one of those people who's like, yay, I get to hang out by myself. <laughs> I'm not like that, but some people are. Uh, it, it is uh, probably a great opportunity to explore having conversations with your partner um, to create a non-monogamous relationship style. All right, number five, where are all my sharers at? Non-monogamy is for you if you love to share in general. And if you don't like to share, chances are you're probably monogamous because when you are non-monogamous, you really are sharing your partner or partners. And so the idea of uh, being turned on by sharing your partner and getting joy from your partner's joy, these are huge indications that you're (laughs) non-monogamous. Number six, you welcome challenging emotions and you don't really get jealous thoughts or feelings about your partner being with anyone. So if you welcome challenging emotions, you're okay with talking about your feelings or listening to other people's feelings, you would make for a great candidate for non-monogamy. And Even if you do get jealous, I know as a non-monogamous married woman, sometimes I do get jealous, but I find that it's usually only when a certain need isn't met. I don't actually get jealous of my partner being with other partners unless my cup isn't full. So I just want to say, just because you get jealous doesn't actually mean you might not be non-monogamous. It actually might mean that you have some needs and with those needs being met, that would eliminate your jealousy, which would then inspire you to pursue non-monogamy. All right, number seven, the last one you've been waiting for. Are you ready? All right, you are not bothered by your partner being with somebody else and actually your ideal relationship does involve multiple partners. Okay, so if you're like this, you could see yourself being with someone else but not 
my partner, then you probably don't want uh, non-monogamy. Uh, I this forewarn you, okay? If you if you really don't like this idea, you probably aren't monogamous. But if the idea of your partner being with someone really doesn't bother you and you do want to maybe have a threesome here and there or you want to date someone on the side sometimes I'm sorry babe but you're (laughs) non-monogamous and you would be a great candidate for non-monogamy and we have an incredible community of sex positive pleasure seekers who are thriving in their newly created relationship styles all right so I want to go through some examples of what being non-monogamous could look like. So you could be somewhere on the scale, okay? Let's just let's just make a scale. And over here we have just as non-monogamous as it could get. You know, you're just you're dating all sorts of people. You don't even need to talk to your partner. You're just free as a bird, right? And then Let's say on this side of the scale, we've got, you know, you're, you're in a relationship, but maybe once a year you want to go to a sex party or have a wild threesome, right? And any and everything between counts. So what this could look like for you is you could have an agreement to date other people. You could have an agreement to uh, date friends that are non-monogamous. So swinging could be an option for you. Going to the occasional sex party or play party could be for you. Also, maybe going on a dating app and finding someone to bring in for some group sex for a threesome experience, perhaps. There is so many ways to express being non-monogamous, and there is no right way. And just because you're non-monogamous one way for a certain season doesn't mean that that's the precedent now moving forward. I know for me and my relationship over the past five years of being non-monogamous, not one season has ever looked the same. It has been fluid as our desires evolve, as life circumstances change. There's been times where we've been really active and we have like a play party every weekend or orgies planned every weekend. And then a lot of this year, actually, leading up until this summer, so we were like dormant. Like there was no group sex. I wasn't really dating anyone. My partner wasn't dating anybody. We like took a little sabbatical. We, were, we actually asked ourselves, are we still poly? <laughs> Which is a form of non-monogamy. Sometimes used synonymously with non-monogamy, but there are some subtle differences. So we can change. And just because we open Pandora's box to non-monogamy, as long as you are having the conversations with your partner ongoingly about your desires, your needs, your boundaries, you are going to have a successful experience. It really does require a high level of communication and being willing to communicate is the first part of getting into non-monogamy. So I really recommend before you start planning any sorts of non-monogamous activities to really dive in and have conversations with your partner. And our checklist is a great way to break the ice and begin to have these exploratory conversations with your partners. You know, on the checklist, there's an example in there of like having an orgy. Well, how great would it be if you could sit with your partner and actually say, hey, is this a fuck yes for you? Is this a fuck no for you? Is this an edge? Like, does the idea of it turn you on? But you're kind of like, ah! And it makes such a difference when we just slow down and make the time to have conversations about it. 
So before you start your non-monogamous journey, if you really, after watching this video, you're like, oh my God, fuck, I see myself in sugar. I'm non-monogamous. Oh my God, what do I do now? The next step is to start having the conversations. Don't jump right into anything. Just because you're pondering it doesn't mean you need to act on it tomorrow. So I'm so excited to hear from you all. Please chat in the comments. Tell me, did this video make a difference for you? Did this video make a difference for you? Did you discover that you're actually non-monogamous? Did you discover, wait, mm -mm, I am actually definitely monogamous. I want to know where you're at. So post in the comments below. And also definitely click the links in the caption to access the checklist. We've got a couple of other goodies in there for you that you can download for free. All right. See you next time. If you liked this and are curious about our Clit Talk curriculum, we have a waitlist for our upcoming free workshops and our Sex and Empowerment Signature Masterclass in 2022. Nothing like starting the new year guided by pleasure. Sign up for the waitlist to come tap into your pussy sanctuary with Katie, myself, Sugar, and Lindsay at www.clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist. That's clittalkshow.com backslash waitlist.